All right, welcome everyone. It is Monday, October 17th, 2022. I am your host, Adam Martin. I'm joined by my co-host here, Big Marcel. It is the MMA OB Daily Podcast. Hope everyone's doing well. Marcel, man, how's everything going with you? Um, I feel like I haven't talked to you in so long. It's been a week, but how's everything with you? Everything's going well, man. Looking forward to uh, talking some MMA with you. Got a big card coming up for for this week. We talk about mm-hmm. that in the next podcast, but uh, mm-hmm. first week after this one. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It's always fun to talk some MMA, you know. Definitely, man. Yeah, and for sure, like I like you were saying, we're gonna do this podcast. We'll just recap UFC Vegas six two Grasso Arujo. Next podcast coming up right after this, breaking down UFC two eighty. And that's that's the card of the year, right? Like it's got to be the best card on paper. Pretty much, yeah. It's stacked, you know. Fourteen fights, two title fights. Our buddy Joe here in the chat. How's it going, my friend? Glad to have you here. All right, let's say let's get into the uh, the recap here, Marcel, for UFC Vegas sixty two. I mean, we did really well on our picks, man. I, yeah, <laughs> we we killed it ten and one each. I mean, it was a great week for picks and for bets, right? Like I I was killing it. The only one we got wrong was Victor Henry losing to a Sunset. And I I said I'm like this line is really long. Like, mine is four fifty on a guy who won a UFC fight, right? Like. Mm-hmm. And I thought it looked good in that fight. We'll talk about that fight in a few minutes as well. But uh, it was just good, Marcel, to have a nice night because obviously we've had a few tough nights here and there. It's nice to have a great night. So nice job, man. And we did okay. well. Glenn's in the chat as always. Glenn, you're one of our favorites here. Glad to have you here. And, and Joe, too, you, you as well. Two of our diehard fans here, Marcel. All right, let's get into the recap. Uh, we'll start with the main event, Marcel, as we always do. Work our way down. Main event, pretty much as the fight went as expected, honestly. Grasso wins a decision over Arujo. This is exactly how I thought the fight would go. Um, scorecards pretty wide 50 45, 49 46, 49 46. Honestly, watching the fight, Marcelli, I thought it was pretty close. I what thought did, what did won. pardon, what did you have? How you scored it? I had it uh 49 46, that's what I had as well. I gave the third round to uh Eruzo, but I still think like the first and second round were close. That like a judge could have made the argument that you know what I mean? Like it was, I thought it was a pretty closer fight, a close fight. I, I do think the right fighter won. I'm glad that Grasso won because I thought she won in. You know, we both predicted that would happen, so it's good. I'm just saying, like, I was a little surprised how wide the cards were when they were red. But uh, either way, like, I thought she looked pretty good. I thought both fighters looked pretty good for a five-round fight, their first five-round fight. Um, but Grasso gets the win. I don't think she's ready for Valentina just yet. And she said she wants one more fight. She will she take knows the chance. Pardon? She knows it. She knows oh, she knows. Smart. Yeah, yeah. I think so, right? Like, she looked decent in this fight. I don't think it was her best performance, Marcel, but she did look decent. She beat a really good fighter. So, yeah. Yeah, I think one more for her. Honestly, I, I do think Santos probably should get that rematch the I more agree. I think about it because like, the vision's just not – it's really lacking people, you know, um, contenders, I should say. Grasso also mentioned Furo and Chukagan. That's this weekend. The winner of that could, could fight her, or maybe they'll fight for the belt, especially if Furo wins. But you, you, I don't you, know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Anyways, go ahead. What you, say? you can do Grasso against Murphy, you know. There's also possibility. That fight makes so. sense to you. Um, I mean – I added 5-0 for Grasso, but like I said, pe- people can't read on Twitter, man. I said, like, I wouldn't judge you if you have a 3-2 for Araujo, you know, because some runs were close, you know. Yeah. And people like, no, no, Grasso clearly won. That's like, I say I have a 5-0 for Grasso, so what are you talking about, you let, know? Let me just say, let me jump in there quickly, because I was going to say, I'm looking at the stats right. right now. All five of the rounds, uh, or excuse me, four in four of the five rounds, yeah. the strikes, the significant strikes were within five. Like yeah, it's, that's it's very I mean. competitive, right? But I do think again, the judges did a good job because they were scoring for the fighter who landed probably the more impactful strikes, right? So I think yeah, they did a good job. 
I mean, yeah, that's not every single strike has the same impact, right? So um, I think Russell won. I think she did perfect with her jab, keeping the distance, doing work, winning uh, these exchanges. Um, But yeah, I mean, Arusho, the thing is, many people were thinking like maybe Arusho going to try to take this to the ground. But we also know that Arusho isn't bad on the ground, but she also has a uh, preference to stand stand up and she tried to get grosser to the ground sometimes i think she managed to get her to the ground twice in seven uh tries and grosser got up so um yeah i think grosser did well uh, she did what she had to do and arusha isn't an easy opponent you know it's a it's a very hard fight i think for a lot of girls in the division and uh to be really honest, I still think Araujo beat Chukagian when she when they fought each other. So yeah. uh, that said, I think Russell is close to be at the top of the division. Only if she fights against against a girl like Jessica Andrade, for example, a flyweight, that can be a bad night for her. You know what I mean? Uh, because of the power Andrade has. But girls like Murphy, uh, even Chukagian, you know, it's it's me. It's not those are not knockout with uh, girls with knock, real knockout power, you know, so she can manage to fight those girls, I think. Well, for example, Shashenko, you know, I think she's still uh, ahead of Grosso. I think maybe a level ahead, two levels ahead. So I think Grosso thinks the same way. So, uh, yeah, I really uh, I really think it's a smart call out to, to not call out Shashenko, actually, but call out somebody else. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel that. Our good friend Marcus here with a good question. Marcus says, well, Justice, do you think Eric Ujo should have maybe increased the chance to win the fight? Well, first of all, I think a quarter, like, I was talking about this on Twitter yesterday, Marcel. Like, after the second round, which, again, the first two rounds I think were pretty close, but mm-hmm. her quarter should never have said, like, oh, you're definitely up both rounds. Like, why would she say that to her? Like, it's just stupid. Like, it, it, there, were two, there were two close rounds. Yeah. And, again, you know, that second round, yeah, she did have, like, the side control, Marcel, which was scoring her points. But as soon as Grasso got up, all those strikes she landed in the feet won her back that round, in my opinion, you know? So, this, this and thing, I think a good judge would recognize this, which they did in this fight. So, good job yeah. to the judges. Go ahead, though. The thing is, man, with with some of these coroners, they're and I understand they are biased. You know, yeah. they're super biased with it. That's always what I have with. Uh, I have certain fighters I talk to, and then they lose a close decision, for example. And I think they lose. Uh, they they did lose. And then they come to me and DM us like, "Dude, did I win this fight or not?" You know. <laughs> and then I'm always telling them, "What do you want? Do you want me to tell you what you want to hear, or do you want to tell me the truth?" And nine out of ten times they're saying, "Tell me the truth." I was like, "I think you lost the fight." You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. You know what I mean? And I think corner should be more. Uh, I know that's probably difficult because you always see the more positive things about your own fighter than you see about the opponent. But I think it's it's not a good idea for a corner to say you won a round when you're not, when it's a close round. And yeah, you're 100% always, sure. Yeah, there's a possibility, even a 5% possibility that the other side could have got the round. Don't be so yeah. sure. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I agree. I mean, I completely agree with you. Uh, I think that's a mistake. Like, I think you're doing disservice. But what adjustments should be, could she have made? Probably just been like more aggressive, maybe initiated more grappling. Like, because at some point she was clearly, clearly losing, like on the feet, and I think she should have made that adjustment to like do something to change up the fight. Like, there is some, I guess, like there's something about going the full five round distance for your first main event. Like, I guess there's something she she probably likes about that, but I. Again, I you know, these fighters' careers are short, man. I think you got to take chances in your fights. Like she's thirty, she's turning thirty six next month. That's also right? a thing, yeah. She she's a lot older than I thought, actually. Yeah, I she thought should, she she, you got to take some chances, Marcel. You know, like like Leon Edwards with that head kick. You know, you got to have your Leon moment. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, anyway, I think Aru's just still a good fighter, and she's definitely a top ten fighter. There's no doubt about it. Um, but uh, I think when she watches the tape back, she'll probably be like, "Damn it, I could have did this differently." You know, I, I really think so. So, great question, Mar uh, Marcus Gorilla. What's up, man? How's it going? Glad to have you. We're gonna do the two eighty preview after this podcast, which is the UFC Vegas sixty two recap. Another fight, Marcel here in the co-main event. Jonathan Martinez destroys Cub Swanson's legs, just like his. Uh, Teammate Chris Gutierrez at Factory X just destroys Cub Swanson in this fight, just like Gutierrez did to uh, Vince Morales, and gets the second round TKO win, wins the bonus, biggest win of his career for sure. Four straight wins for this guy. He's on a roll, Marcel. We both liked him for a long time. He's doing great. It's a huge win for him on paper. Give me your thoughts on this performance, man, because he looked phenomenal. As a young fighter, because I think Martinez is still young, 28, I think. As a young fighter, this is the fight you want to have, you know, against a, a, a respected veteran in the mm -hmm. division who was still doing very well, you know, mm -hmm. got down a weight class. Um, I, I don't know if you saw the interview, what my, my colleague did with the Cub Swanson, uh, where he was mentioning, like, uh, I went down a weight class because when I got older, I lost eight to 10 pounds when I was walking around. He's like, I'm just a busy guy. So for me, it was easy to go to, to 135, but he was already dieting from June. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I felt like uh, Swanson did pretty well in the first round, although Martinez did as well. But at a certain moment, you saw Swanson a little bit fading, you know? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it has to do with the weight cut, you know, at 135. And you saw Martinez getting getting better, getting the overhand in the fight, you know what I mean? And uh, those two first low, uh, leg kicks were already brutal. And the third one was the finishing, uh, you know, and I think Herb Dean, I think Herb Dean was the ref. Could have stepped in there, man, after that third went, one cup went down. But he let uh, Martinez punch a little bit more. And even... In the first round, when Martinez almost finished him, you know, with two seconds to go, Hurt was just waiting for the for the buzzer to 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 get the round over. He didn't want to do to want to intervene. Well, he could have done that, you know, but he didn't. But okay, um, Martinez, great win, uh, huge win in my opinion. I think probably Thomas Almeida was his best win on his record uh, if it comes to name value, probably. And now mm -hmm. it's obviously Cups once, and it's I think it's a huge win, and uh, he looked really good. I'm really looking forward to what's next for him, man. I think he's a he's a big talent, and he's a guy who keeps improving. So uh, yeah, I'm uh, yep. I'm hopeful for him. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like that fight with Davy Grant was last year. It feels like mm -hmm. it was a long time ago, but he's been so active. He's had four fights since then, four wins. So he's doing really well. You're right, Marcel. He's getting better every fight. This is the best fight. Uh, definitely a top 15 opponent, I would I would assume, for him next. Definitely deserves it. Hey, John, what's up? Bantamweight's the best division right now. I've said it for, like, a while now, probably. Fucking huge, man. I it's mean, so good. <laughs> even the, the, the guys between top 15 and top 25 are, are so good. They could know? all be ranked. Like, all these guys yeah. are studs. All right, next fight here, Dusko Todorovic finishes. Jordan Wright in the second round. Fight of the night, Marcel. This was a back-and-forth war. Just two guys... So it kind of reminded me of uh, Don Fry and, and Takayama from Pride. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, just staying and trading bombs. And I mean, I'm surprised Jordan Wright lasted as long as he did in the second round, guys. That was crazy. Like, you thought he would have gone down a lot sooner. Uh, first round, all Jordan Wright, 10 8 round, probably for him. And then second round, 10 8 for Dusko before the finish comes. It was a great fight for as long as it lasted to watch as a fan. Um, once again, Jordan Wright starts off strong and then gasses out. It seems like every fight, that's how it works. Or either gets you. Out of there in the first round, he loses. And then Dusko, again, you know, he's uh, definitely hittable early on, but he, he comes on strong in his fights. And he's had a few of these type of fights where he gets you in the ground and beats you up, um, finishes like that. So it was a fun fight. Give me your thoughts, Marcel. 
Yeah, I literally called the, the second round Rock of Soccer Robot on the Eurosport <laughs> website. Um, yeah, I did you saw my tweet where I say Todorovic with the comeback and I used the, uh, the gif of uh, Stefan. <laughs> I showed it to Stefan as well. He's That's like, funny. Yeah, yeah, you're so funny. He's like, <laughs> he kind of looks like uh, him a little bit, eh? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we always make that joke over here, so uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, good round, first round for Wright, right? Uh, he he went uh, he went full in. I think uh, I mean Todorovic went for that uh, for that ankle lock or for 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 whatever he went there, and he got punched and almost got punched out. You know, he, he barely could defend himself, but he was he was able to uh, went to the second round. Full pressure on Wright from the from the start from the from the second round. Uh, Wright was done after the first round, man. He was gassed. He was super gassed. He. he, he Pretty much like expected, you know. And the, the the most funny thing was at a certain moment, I think Wright went down and he was really sitting on his on his behind. And Dusko was punching him like this, and he was looking like up, like what where does these punches come from? A real weird moment. And uh, but yeah, good finish for Dusko, man. Uh, good good comeback. Um what can we say? It's we both expected Dusko to win here. Um was it a great fight, a great showing from him? I don't know for sure. You know, I think the first round wasn't that great, you know, but he came good. He did well in the second round. They both got fight of the night. So maybe Jordan Wright is lucky and he gets another fight because he got the fight of the night over here. But eh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, this was not uh, normally you sometimes you have these fight of the nights where it's like back and forth for five or for three rounds. Uh, high level technique. This wasn't high level technique. This was uh, crazy rage. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Overall fun fight. This guy's comments here. Right, it's horrible, guys. It's it's pretty bad. For that first try, he's pretty exciting. You think he gets one more fight then? Because he's he is an exciting guy, I guess, because he won't fight the name. They'll probably give him one more, right? Yeah, I think it depends on what what's on his contract. You know, I don't know what how many fights he has left. If he has three left, for example, I don't know. Maybe you can fight Bo Nickel. <laughs> yeah, they probably that actually kind of makes sense to be honest with you. Hmm. Alex is in the chat. What's up, Alex? I complain about Martinez. He has zero personality. He's nervous, which is understandable. Yeah, he doesn't speak much at the interviews. Um, I noticed that as well. He's just very shy. So you're right. I mean, I mean, that does kind of limit where you go, though. It does, Marcel. Like, it limits. Uh, he's uh, right, I, but I you mean. You can still win the belt, though. You can still win the championship as a it, quiet guy. Go ahead. If he keeps improving and he keeps fighting like he did on Saturday, I mean, he's undeniable, right? So, uh, uh, yeah. But for sure, like, UFC likes to go push of course. guys that you know, are good on the mic. We know that. There's no uh, doubt about that. Uh, next fight here, yeah. The, the upset this is the only fight we got wrong. Uh, Rafael mm -hmm. Sunso defeats Victor Hayes. I thought Sunso looked great in this fight, I thought he oh, looked yeah. phenomenal for a guy who lost four straight fights. And everyone was saying, like, sucks and is gonna get knocked out again. Like, he looked good in this fight, man. Victor Henry, like, very disappointing, Marcel, to be fair. Like, after that fight with Barcelos, which is an amazing performance early this year, like, there was a lot expected. I mean, he didn't look very good in this fight, but I, I do think it was more Sunso just looking so good. and Big win for him. 40 years old. He needed this win. He, he lost. Had he lost, he would have been cut for sure. So he was still on the roster. He, I, I heard his interview. He said he wants one more fight probably, and maybe in Rio. So I, I think he's going to retire soon. But you know, Marcel, he's actually second all-time in wins at 135, guys. Isn't that crazy? So yeah. right now, Dillashaw is first with 13, and second is Sterling and Sunset with 12. So that says something about the longevity. He's got good wins. He beat TJ. Um, back in the day, Rob Fawn, he has a win over. He, uh, he beat Sterling. He beat Marlon Marais. Like, he beat Pedro Munoz. Marcel, this guy is one of the better bandweights of all time, of course, quite yeah. frankly. And he's so underrated. And I really wish I picked him in hindsight. Because remember I was talking about him. I'm like, man, this line is really off. Like, 
there was something about this one, but I just I couldn't pull the trigger on a forty plus fighter, right? But yeah, he looked good. I gotta give a lot of credit for this performance. What do you, what do you think? Give your thoughts, man. Yeah, man, it was always not a good, but a sexy performance, man. That's how good it was, you know. Yeah, I really great. think a second and third round was so good, you know. Uh, we finally saw the the old Asun Sao back like we we used to, you know, the 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 guy who. Who, who is just very complete fighter in my opinion, you know? And the first round was still kind of 50-50 to me. I still gave it to Asensao, but Henry was more in that fight, but the second and third round were completely for Asensao. He looked so good. Um, he said he was thinking about retiring. You know, you you could say after an... Uh, listen, if you're thinking about retiring, you could after this performance, you know? This is a great way to go out. On the other hand, you got the Brazil card, right? in uh, Brazil in January, and I think he wants to be on that card. Um, yeah, why not? Give him a fight on that card. Um, but he looked good. He looked really good, and I'm happy for him. It was his first win since 2018. He was on a four-fight four losing skit against, let's say, good fighters, man, against good competition. So, um, yeah, I'm happy for him. For sure, me too. By the way, do I have a problem with my, with my screen? No, uh, you're good. No? You're good. Okay. Perfect. He did look good, John. I thought one of his better performances, quite frankly, in my yeah. opinion. Um, opening up the card, Alonzo Mayfield, scary knockout from Misha Surkinov. I, I honestly like I never saw this fight going any other way. Like Misha, I love the guy myself, but his chin is very just uh deteriorated at this point. He's been knocked out five times on the UFC and he's lost four straight fights. I, I would assume this is uh, I saw Aaron Bronsteiner tweeted this is the last fight of his deal. So I, I assumed anyways it was winner win or lose, go home. So He's, uh, I would assume he retires, to be honest with you, because I just don't see, like, well, I guess he could go to PFL. That's one option, okay? That's the one option for Misha, you know? Because I don't see him going to Bellator. I really don't even think they'd be interested, honestly. And PFL, maybe, in my head return, would, would be the one thing he could do, Marcel. But I think the UFC's going to release him, unfortunately. And, and for Medfield, big win for him. He's worth four of his last five fights. Uh, but, man, what a brutal lock this was. Like, this was, this was scary. That's why I don't want to see Misha fight again, but I just feel like there's that chance he still might, but it won't be in the UFC. Anyways, what do you think? Yeah, man, that was done quick. You know, I mean, Misha tried to go go for a takedown, didn't get it. Keep standing. And, uh, I mean, Manifield was like uh, throwing haymakers <laughs> from everywhere. And he touched him, and you know what? If he touches him with one of these, he's probably going down. And... Uh, Two punches too much on the ground because the ref was uh, sleeping at that moment. But, um, yeah, good win for Manifield. You know, he, had, he did what he had to do, I think. Um, really, I think, uh, really, uh, and I don't try to write word, but the, uh, a, a moment after the fight, you know, where you saw only Pat Barry in his corner and not save Saoud from Ford's MMA, you know. Only Pat Barry in his corner. I mean... Do you know what happened there, or did he just go train with Pat Barry? This yeah, time? James interviewed him. I think he, I think he's training with Pat Barry now. Like that's that's his. But does he come from Fortis or just for this camp? For this camp, I think he was only there hmm. at least. I don't know going forward though. But that's uh, for just for this camp, he was working with Pat, Pat Barry. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, he looked good. There's no doubt about it. A couple other comments here. Mayfield's court corner choice of corner was a great glass of Pat Barry. We see it the better. He did freak out a lot in that corner. It was funny. Stop, Wani. UFC fighters banned from betting on fights. James Carlos accused Mayor Martinez not getting <laughs> salt to Mayor Martinez not getting a finish. Did he bet on him by finish? Is that that's what I thought would happen? Let's talk about that fight. 
I mean, I Kroos definitely bet on man, and he was yelling at him. He's like, "Get going, yeah. man, let's go." You can tell he bet on him <laughs> for sure. I bet on him too. I, I told you I thought he'd win this fight. Now this is another one, Marcel. This actually fight was pretty fucking close. Had he not landed that spinning back fist in like the last ten seconds of the second round, he would have lost the fight, I think, because uh, Davis was winning the volume battle there for a little while, anyways. But uh, that that late knockdown in the second round sealed the deal for him. Split decision. I. You know, Mike Bell, our, our guy, he, he did score it for Mana, who I thought won the fight. Um, I, I think they got the they got this one right. It was a pretty fun fight. I think the right right guy won. Brand Davis is two and seven in the UFC. I, I think he's going to get released too. Four straight losses. It's unfortunate. He's a pretty tough dude, but I think he's it's probably gone from the UFC. Anyways, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, Brandon Davis, that guy who is really tough, but uh, can make it competitive with everybody. Probably everybody they put in front of him, but he is he gets those wins difficult, you know, and he loses a lot of split decisions. Um, yeah, I think Mana won two rounds. I think I got him the first and the second. I think I think that I got went with the third with Davis. Um, yeah, I mean. Um, yeah, James Cross probably a mana by 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 finish. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, a good win for him, you know. Although I think uh, I, I expected this to be a little bit more. Uh, how do you say that? Less closer than it was. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, we'll see what's next for him. I mean, uh, Mana Martinez, good for him. He's now I think he's two and one in the UFC right now. His only loss was to Ronnie Lawrence, and uh, that was a fight in the third round. He almost turned around. Um, yeah, let's see what happens to uh, to Mana, right? Yeah, he's he's a fun guy for sure. Yeah. Uh, a couple of comments here. Mm-hmm. Bros and Manifield sparring sessions must be insane. I don't know if they spar together. Um, I saw Brandy has looked that good. He looked pretty good, you know, but two and seven record guys in the UFC. Like, I don't know if he'll get another fight, maybe, but I don't know. Top Andrews are going. I think Martinez just isn't that good. Rather than Davis being better expected, it feels like most fighters that want to cross progress what they made them unique and fun. Yeah, I mean, like on the regional scene, he was knocking everyone out, right? I didn't see that in this fight. Didn't he wasn't that aggressive? Um, I think he's pretty good. Definitely not like an elite prospect by any means at Bantamweight, but like he's gonna have some fun fights. He can win fights against guys like Davis or borderline UFC. Next fight here, Jacob Makumi both predicted this underdog Marcel. Now, to be fair, Nick Maximoff got injured early in the fight after he yeah. rocked Makumi. When he rocked it, I was like, oh, no, Malcoon's going down again. It's like the Phil Hawes fight, right? We got knocked out quick. Yeah. But survived that, and then the opponent obviously got injured here. But uh, honestly, like, it might have just – it might have gone the same way or similar with the takedowns because that's what Jacob Malcoon does. In this fight, Marcel, he had nine takedowns. Like, the guy's a takedown machine. Nine in this fight, seven in his last fight, six the fight before that, eight the fight, the fight before that. Like, if you play DraftKings, you want Jacob Malcoon on your team, man, because he just takes you down and controls you, and that's – Huge in the fantasy. So, again, a boring fight, but he got the job done, right? Yeah, when Whitaker uh, was searching for training partners, he's like to his coach, find me a training partner, but he has to be boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. now, nah, you know, I had a, I had a uh, discussion with uh, Gilbert Ivel on this earlier this morning. Um, I said Maximoff, after the first round, got injured. You know, second round got completely dominated on the standing and on the ground, you know. Why not save your fighter and don't let him come out in the third round? Because there was no way he's gonna was gonna win this fight anymore, you know. And you only probably got more damage from from what he had in in his leg that he probably barely could stand on. So I had a huge, pretty huge discussion with Gilbert about it. He was like, 
uh, no, you want to fight as a fighter. Uh, you you want to go out on your shield. Um, uh, this is pretty much uh, by you. You can't give up like that, you know. And it's like it's not giving up. It's like your corner should look out for you, you know. I don't say that Nick should say he should stop, but his corner should look out for him. He's like, yeah, but maybe they are. Uh, they they don't want to do that, you know. I was like, yeah, I understand your point of view, you know. But if there is like basically one percent, like. Even at one percent, probably you know you're gonna win this fight. You know why should you go out for five more minutes and damage your leg even more? You know. Mm -hmm. Then he said like, yeah, you saw like uh, Leon Edwards knock Usman out in the last minute. I was like, yeah, but he wasn't injured and it was for a title. You know. So, um, but I think that's more the. I'm not a fighter, you know. I'm I, I'm watching the fight, you know, and I'm looking from a different perspective than a fighter. I think if you ask a fighter, a fighter always wants to wants to fight, you know. He's not like I want to stop. And the most fighters have fighters in their corner, so they think the same, you know. Yeah. If you're in that corner, you maybe think the same as me. Maybe you don't, you know, but maybe you think the same as me. But although you have a fight, I know you did a fight uh, years ago. But but still, you know what I mean. Uh, I don't know. I want to hear your opinion actually about it, about about this particular one. I I, I think you're bang on, man. Like, if you're a fighter, you don't want to quit, right? You don't want to be the guy who says I can't fight. It, it's very rare. Like, mm -hmm. it's very rare to see a fighter say I'm not going out of, uh, out uh, to, to the off the stool. The corner's there to protect you, right? Because the referee, they're there to protect you too. But sometimes they don't, they don't always. The doctor too, like. But in this case, like. I don't know, man. Like everyone could clearly see the dude was injured. Like I think the, almost a doctor made sure to stop the fight in this one. Yeah. You know, because it was so. I, he was like, "Oh, keep an eye on it." He's like, "It's pretty bad." Like you could tell he was injured. At the same time, though, because of the win loss structure and MMA, the bonus with your win bonus, right? That's the problem. Like as a fighter, especially, you think you can land that one punch and knock your opponent out, right? Especially after you rocked him earlier in the fight. Go ahead. I fully agree with that statement that the win loss uh, thing, but. There was no way he was going to win this fight, you know, and there's nothing against Maximov, but we saw the third round completely one-sided, you yeah. know, and the thing is, like, uh, he, of course, like like Juani says in, this, in, the, in the final comment, Max Roshkov got cut from the UFC by uh, giving up pretty much on the stool, you know, and I don't say Maximov has to give up, I say the corner has to look out for the fighter, you know what I mean, and the corner should say, like, you yeah. can go out. You know what I mean? But yeah. and, and then I hear, I, th I think so, maybe it was even you who said it on Twitter. And then somebody said, like, yeah, he's from the Diaz camp. They're not going to do that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Diaz did it for Nate. When Nate he got Diaz, knocked, right through the tower and knocked out, knocked out by Josh Thompson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's not true there. But I know you're saying, though, for sure. All right. Um, so the next fight here. Joanna Sabrito uh, submits Lucas Alexander first round. Really, I mean, we didn't actually get a chance to talk about this fight last week because it was short notice. Mm -hmm. But uh, I... Did this fight go any other way than we expected? No, obviously not. I think we both expected it this way. By the way, I missed a comment within like uh, that they let the uh, fighter go to the third round. I agree. Um, and I want to bring it, bring up Max Roscoff, and he did quit in the stool. I think it was a little different because he wasn't really hurt in that fight. Like, he just didn't really want to fight anymore, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. was like, Dana White said the same thing. So now that the UFC is out of the DS business, I expect Max Roscoff's not getting renewed. Yeah, probably not. You know, and and unfortunately, right, because he, he's going to end it on a, on the uh, injury. His record in the UFC is two and two. And quite frankly, other than getting submitted, his four fights were not the most exciting fights. You know what? He probably does get I think that's probably it for him, right? Would you say? Yeah, it's very possible. Although maybe they see something in him, but the 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 wins he had was against Puna Soriano, which was a kind of a 50-51. And he got the Brundage win where he won the first two rounds and lost the third round. Yep. Um and lose and losing to Petrovsky by a first round submission and now this one. So yeah. 
Yeah, his wins are not bad. Like they're they're two good wins on paper. Yeah. But again, if you look at the fights closely, like they weren't that impressive. So listen, right. man, I hope he but, gets at least one more fight, but it's probably on his We're being realistic with it for sure. Yeah. Uh Pierre Rodriguez defeats Sam Hughes by decision. Yeah, I, I thought she won the fight. Scorecards were a little interesting in this one, but she got the job done. No issue there. Tattoo or Tyra submits. Oh, one sec. I'll just go through, then you could talk about them. Yeah. Tattoo or Tyra submits. Uh, Cedric Vergara gets a performance bonus. I mean, we both called that. Um, mm-hmm. Guys, phenomenal. One of the better prospects. And then open up the card. Pierre Rodriguez, nasty knockout over Mike Jackson. Brutal, brutal knee. Gets the job done. Uh, you know, a lot of people say he should get a bonus. It was a nasty knockout, but like, come on. I mean, it's Mike Jackson. You know, I don't think you get a bonus for beating him. So, give me your thoughts on the first three fights. You can start with uh, Pierre and Sam. Go ahead. I mean, Pfeiffer got a bonus for beating Amadowski. So, I mean, on the other hand... Uh, oh, yeah, that's well, right. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I agree with you, but then they yeah. should be, like, on one level. You know what I mean? Um, UFC, that is. Um, yeah, Pierre Rodriguez against Sam Hughes. The thing is, with Sam Hughes and Pierre Rodriguez, um, I had to fight for Pierre at 29-28, but I can see Sam Hughes making an argument that she won two rounds. You know what I mean? It was a close fight. So... I can see that. I think some people had a 29-28 Ukes. I think Piera did enough to win two rounds. Um, it wasn't, I, I think it was an okay fight. It wasn't anything spectacular. I think most spectacular probably Tatsuro Tyra, how he fought. Uh, beautiful transition going from the uh, body triangle with uh, trying to go for rear naked choke to the armbar. Um, Fagara was overweight again on the weigh-ins, you know, uh, really needed that win. So I don't know if we see him back, but uh, Tyra, beautiful uh, way to win. And the first fight, yeah, pretty much what everything everybody probably expected, right? Um, no disrespect to Mike Jackson. I don't hate the guy at all. I know many people do. But, uh, yeah, Pete Rodriguez got the second chance in the UFC. First first fight, really difficult matchup against Jack Dilla Madalena on short notice, you know. Now gets a real – gets a – Gets a booking with a full training camp, and he knocked out Pete or Mike Jackson in the first round. Well done by him, you know. And uh, we got to talk about Askarov as well against Royal. Yeah, that fight fell off. Uh, was it the morning of? I believe was it the mm-hmm. morning of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's or no, the the way in way in day of the way in. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, has Askarov said anything? Obviously, Royal said that. It was Askarov missing the weight, and then he turned on the catch weight. So, have you have you heard anything from Askarov? Yeah. Okay, what happened? Tell me. So, <clears throat> I don't know what happened, but I saw a picture, a legit picture, where uh, Askarov was laying on the couch with his eyes closed and his legs stretched out, and he was out. You know, so and the okay. medic and the medicals were watching over him. They were trying to get him up on the stretcher or whatever. That's what I saw. So. I think Royval says he the, his team turned it down. I think they had to turn it down. I think he had some he had to go to the hospital or whatever, you know, and that he, he went out to the weekend, maybe a kidney failure or whatever, you know, and then you can't accept a fight, even not a catch weight, you know, they don't they won't let you fight. So um, obviously, I, I think Askarov has to, uh, probably has to go to either bantamweight. Or he has to go to the PI in the, in, in Vegas and uh, figure something out. You know, the second time, uh, first time was against Joby Benavides, I think, um, when he missed weight by one pound. Um, cannot happen too often because this guy, this guy is not just a random guy in the division. This guy is a top five guy, in my opinion, top three guy in the division. You know, and. You cannot miss weight in the weight class while you want to fight for a title at a certain moment. Imagine if he, he beat Kai Kara France, 
last time. And he would have fought for the interim title against Brandon Moreno in his weight. You know what I mean? They can't risk that. That's probably also why almost everybody I talked to said like Askarov against Royval should have been the main event of this event of this event. That was probably the highest ranked card on the or highest ranked fight on the card, in my opinion. But I think the UFC I'm a huge Ascaro fan, you know that. I think the UFC made the right decision to put Grasso Araujo as the main event because with Askarov missing weight last time or two fights ago, and him maybe missing weight again because he has difficulties to get to 125, you know, they should have scrapped the main event and then they would still have Araujo Grasso, but just for three rounds, you know what I mean? Because it would have been difficult to make the five rounds within one day. It's possible, but not very likable, like likely. So, um, yeah, that's what I think. I think it's a shame because I think he really can be the best at 125, but got to make weight, man, you know? You do, man. That's it for him at 125, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so. It's unfortunate. I know you're a big fan of him. He's a good fighter, but... I agree with you, yeah. Got to make weight. Yeah, it's true, Rascal, for sure. Tyro versus Makaev, prospect, prospect. Yeah, Makaev, we'll talk about him in the next podcast, too. Um, <laughs> that's not very nice. Yeah, he's got a hearing <laughs> problem. Askarov's just ball doing anything at Bangway. Just needs to figure it out. Probably. I mean, I think they'll keep him. They'll try to keep him there, but I don't know, man. He's missed two of his three. Oh, yeah. Also, CJ Vergara missed way, too. That's another guy, right? So, both of them. Uh, well, technically, CJ. He's also missed two of his last three fights. Yeah. Imagine Askarov thinking maybe he already stacked Bangway. Yeah. The difference is CJ isn't close to any top five fight. You know what I mean? For he's, sure. He's, he's an unranked guy. Yeah. For sure. He's got one more fight in his deal, I assume, because he's, he's two and one. Or, sorry, one and two in the UFC. So yeah. I, I think they'll give him his last one at flyweight. But if he makes that, obviously he's going to get caught. To be really honest, that one on this record could have been 0-3, right? He should have lost that fight against yeah. Spades and Rodriguez. All right. I think that's it for this uh, the recap. Anything else you want to say about this card? No, that's it, man. All right, cool. Me too. Um, all right, guys. So we'll, we'll get prepared here for the next podcast, UFC 280 preview. Let's uh, plug your stuff really quick, Marcel. We'll get out of here. And I'll start the next podcast up, guys. So bear with us. We'll start in about two minutes here. Go ahead, Marcel. I'm going to try to do really quick. BitMarcel24 on Twitter and Instagram. Eurosport.nl Mixed Martial Arts section. And I'm Adam Martin on Twitter. And me, Osbegger.com on uh, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all those places, guys. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Appreciate everyone in the chat. We're going to start the UFC 280 podcast. There's about a minute here, guys. So stay tuned, and we'll see you in a minute. Bye.